cool. It's, I'm not used to getting a round of applause. It's very, very pleasant. I could make it a, make it a habit. <laughs> hey, um, yeah, this is a really significant um, Sunday for us, and uh, in lots of ways, and I, I want to unpack some of those as we go on this morning too. Um, but, but again, just, just thanks for being such an amazing church. The way that you, um, I know it's a deeply overused word, but the, but the way that we pivot and and can change things really fast. And here we are in a new building. Beautiful to see you back, Pabu, and looking looking healthy. <laughs> so good. And and today is um, it is a, the beginning of a new location, but also it's the beginning of a new era for us as a church. And um, over the next little while, Vic, uh, Vic, Victoria and I are going to talk a little bit about some of the changes that we're initiating around, I guess, around the structure and um, and the way that we are doing church as we head into the next stage of church life. I thought, um, just indulge me just for a moment, this is a very rudimentary um, timeline of, of this church. We're 21 years old. Um, this could well be our 21st. We started in July uh, in, our, uh, in, our, in our lounge room at our house out in uh, Waitakere. And um, we began just as a small group. I think there was 12 of us that, um, so, you know, so deeply scripturally significant, um, so the 12 disciples became a ragtag bunch of people who did all sorts of different things. Um, but we began to gather and pray and, and share our hopes about the launch of, a, of another church back in the, back in the central city. We'd been, we had had a church before that, and then um, we'd, um, we'd multiplied that church into three when I'd got sick. And um, and just this is obviously it's a timeline of just some just kind of some structural events. Uh, so in 2001, we so we moved out of our house. We moved into um, we moved into a place in uh, Wellesley Street, which was uh, old Opera New Zealand headquarters, and um, and we uh, greatly enjoyed being there. But sort of quickly outgrew it. We shared it with Vineyard Music. Um, and with uh, the Vineyard Ministry Training Centre, which is now the Vineyard College, and we shared that space. Uh, we officially launched in, in August, uh, sorry, April 2001, and um, and then, like I say, we kind of outgrew that space and we moved into um, took on a lease in um, 19 Newton Road, which is literally just I don't know, it's probably about a hundred steps that way. And um, we actually had our offices upstairs here, so there's a little stairwell there, and we our offices are at the back up here. So um, this is all very familiar ground for us. And uh, we we uh, so we stayed there in 19 Newton Road from 2002 until uh, until 2017. Um, but a couple of things: we started as as a night church, and the reason we started as a five o'clock church was because I'd, I'd had a stroke, and I, I I actually found it really hard to to get going in the morning. So. Um, so it, it was basically all about me, which, <laughs> which I've tried to live my life like that ever since. <laughs> um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's it's really worked for me. I don't, don't, know, don't know how you all feel, but um, but yeah. So we started as this, as this five o'clock church in um, in two thousand five. We started this. We had, we had a bunch of what were just young teenagers, um, high school students. Who are now who are now a bunch of our of our young families, um, and there was a group called Easy Company, which was which really was part of this really significant part of the life of our church, and uh, and, and a number of you were part of that, and um, and then another thing that we started in uh, 2016, um, because it was urban, we had um, and we started a church on on Thursday, so it became Thurban. Um, Someone also suggested that we did that we maybe change the name to Bourbon, and but we we sort of 
sort of put a full stop in front of some of those things. And, um, and we also, in 2006, we started a morning church, uh, which was quite a radical change for us. And uh, most churches, you know, most, most of Christianity meets, you know, it meets at the, at the hallowed hours of, of 10 o'clock on Sunday mornings. And um, so we've, we've always tried to be a little bit out of step with that. And, um, and then um, we, uh, we were just looking there. So in 2016 was probably another really significant time for us. We, um, we commissioned uh, some, some more pastors who looked after our morning church. We uh, launched Link Vineyard, uh, which has now recently just become part of a, a campus of Central Vineyard, which is who uh, leased this building, and that we get to move into, we, we get to share their space in here, which is fabulous for us. And, um, and they met at St. Paul's College in Ponsonby, and uh, we, we stayed in uh, the Ruru Street offices, which were just going to be offices and midweek space for us, and we stayed there because it was cosy. And because we like doing what we like doing. So we thought it was much easier than, um, than being in a school gym. And, uh, and then finally in uh, 2019, the last thing on that little timeline, 2019, we, um, what did we do? Uh, yeah, we, l- we launched off uh, Vineyard City Church and, uh, and also Northwest Vineyard. So that's just a little bit, it's, it's not the, this is not the people story, but it's more the sort of the, the, some of the significant structural things that we've done as a church. And um, of course, along that time, I'm sure Vicky's going to talk a lot more about this, but we've, we've just had this real joy of seeing people grow, people find each other, um, people uh, build friendships that'll end up becoming lifelong friendships. And so we come to this new stage of development as a church, and it's the beginning of a new season of Urban, connected to what's gone before, um, but leaning into a new way ahead. Um, but before I just talk about some of the practice, I'd, I'd love just to kind of lean us back into, or, or, or centre us back into the scriptures. We've been, a number of us are doing a, um, a version Bible reading plan together, and, and it's interesting because right now we're in, we're in Acts with that reading plan, and, and as a teaching series, we're, we're working our way through this lovely series, the Acts, the Acts of Jesus and the Holy Spirit, and what is, you know, what's the Spirit saying to us, and what's, where's, where's he leading us as a church? And um, I, one of the things that I'd love to just kind of draw our attention to is this. So in Acts 14, it says, They preached the gospel in that city, and they won a large number of disciples, and then they returned to Lystra, Iconium, and Antioch, strengthening the disciples and encouraging them to remain true to the faith. We must go through many hardships to enter the kingdom of God, they said. And then Paul and Barnabas appointed elders for them in each church with prayer and fasting and committed them to the Lord in whom they had put their trust. And one of the things that you see in the book of Acts is this pattern of preach the gospel, gather people together as a church, uh, and, and appoint elders uh, to look after those churches. And, um, and let me just say something about this thing of, of appointing elders. I think, I, I think everything, about, everything about leadership is you, you, can't, you, you can't just make someone a leader. You, it, it's, it's recognizing that someone's already leading. And, and you know, over the years, uh, for, for Vicky and I, uh, you know, we've, we've had the pleasure of helping people recognize who they are. Um, and kind of recognise you, you are a leader, and, and you're already doing things here, and why don't, we just, why don't we just kind of call it what it is? So, so appointing is much more recognising and affirming leadership in a person than it is kind of picking and hoping that it's going to work. So it's, it's a recognition of leadership, saying that here's, here's people who are, who are really doing stuff. They're, re- they're actually making a real difference already. 
Um, and, and I guess one of the things that I'd love just to draw your attention to is, is the, the phenomena today in much of the church is, is that churches tend to be led by, by a person or, or, a, or a, a couple and, uh, or, you know, who, who often will lead either by themselves or with a team. But, it, but it's often, it, we've sort of morphed from what Paul started with, with this whole thing of, of appointing elders as a, as a group of people uh, to lead a church to, to just becoming something that just sits on a person. Um, let, let me let me move on a, uh, for a couple of other places. Uh, again, here when he when he uh, was heading back to Jerusalem and he, and he uh, uh, gathered the elders from the church at Ephesus, uh, he said this: I, "I've not I've not hesitated to proclaim to you the whole will of God. So keep watch over yourselves and the flock which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers, and be shepherds of the church, um, which He bought with His own blood." And and so there's this there's this kind of pattern all the way through the book of Acts where it's a number of people care for a church, that, it's, that it's, an, it's an eldership. And it can take lots of different forms. You know, different traditions have, have done it in lots of different ways. Uh, and, it, and it's not to say that we don't recognize gifted leadership, but, you know, we really do recognize gifted leadership. But we've probably tended to be a, a little bit myopic and just look for who is the gifted individual rather than who is the gifted team of people. Uh, again, in, <coughs> in Ephesians, um, and, and this is the group of elders that, um, that Paul was speaking to when he, when he sort of said to them, come on, let's meet, let me, let me just encourage you. He may well have said this at, at the time, but it says in Ephesians 4, which is such a, it's been such a key scripture for, um, you know, for church leadership over the decades, over the, over the millennia, actually. And so Christ himself gave the apostles, the prophets, the evangelists, the pastors, and the teachers to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. And then we will no longer be infants tossed back and forth by the waves and blown here and there by every wind of teaching, by the cunning and craftiness of people and, and their deceitful scheming. Instead, uh, speaking the truth in love, we will in all things grow up into him who is the head, that is Christ, from whom the whole body joined and held together by every supporting ligament, grows and builds itself up in love as each part does its work. And, um, you know, Vicky and I, over the years, in different churches, but certainly here at Urban, we've always led with a, with a wonderful team of people around us. Usually, it, usually it's unpaid people who are passionate about serving, who, are, who God's given them something and they want to give it away and, and, uh, and serve, serve the group by doing that. You know, and, and sometimes those people have gone on and become paid you know, paid part-time staff or even full-time staff. We've always had a group of trustees that that oversees the church. So you know, some of you are, some of you are newer here, and some of you have been here for a long time. But we we have a group of trustees: uh, Robert Bycroft, uh, Murray Islands, uh, Sarah Obata, and myself are, are trustees of the church. And uh, and our, we've always seen our job as being: let's just make sure that everything is done correctly, that it's done legally, that it's done safely, that's done with integrity, and we're we're obeying the the laws of the land and the laws of money. Uh, and then we've had a, a group of committed and, and gifted and interested leaders that we've met with, and it, it's it's always been you know it, it's it's been it, it's it's changed and it's morphed over the years, and, and um, but it's always been a group of people that that have been. Uh, in, in one sense, they wake up thinking about how can how can the church do better? You know, how can we how can we go well together? How can we be a, a more effective church? It's been people that have kind of had that that thinking when they've woken up in the morning, that thinking when they've gone to sleep at night. 
and and um, you know, and, and it's for us. It's been like a group of people that we can meet with. That we can. It's been a sounding board for Vicky and I. Uh, but it's also been an incredibly visionary group. It, things things have come from that group that have really helped us to to think about how we move forward. And and. Most, if not all, the areas of our church life have had leadership in a team. You know, we've got a teaching team, we've got a hospitality team, we've got worship teams, we've got children's teams, we've got outreach teams. Um, so, so everything is around this thing of, of plurality. So plurality of, of called leaders has always been how we've led over the years. Um, but, but I've got to say this, that, that over, the, over 40 years of ministry, or 40, gosh, I don't know, 40, 40 plus years of, of, of church leadership, I've, I've always longed for much more of this kind of sense of a, of a plurality of, of, of eldership, that, that style of leadership in a church. Uh, but one of the things I guess that we've always thought about is this, that, that nothing ever happens without leadership. You know, it, it always takes somebody who, who puts their hand up and says, let's do this before anything happens. You know, up until that time, it's just an idea. Or it's just a, it's, it's a thought, or it's a revelation, or it's an inclination, or whatever it may be. But leadership puts wheels onto, onto those things. Um, and, and biblical leadership is plural. And um, so, so one of the things, I guess, that we want to we share with you at the, uh, today is, is that we would love for the next season of the life and the ministry of Urban, you know, we're not thinking dramatic shifts, but we're thinking some incremental but significant shifts in terms of how we how we lead. Now, for me personally, this is this is kind of a convergence moment for me. Um, I, I've I've sort of got to the point where uh, my my age and my health, and the emergence of a of a wonderful group of people that we've been processing with, has kind of all come together, which has which has led led me and you know and obviously uh, Vicky and I have, have talked a lot and we've talked with our with our family about this, but but I've come to the point where I kind of realise I'm 65, which which is not actually particularly old, but unfortunately I've, I'm pretty high mileage and um, so I'm one of those models that's kind of been beaten up a little bit along the road, <laughs> um, and um, and uh, so so for me I you know I kind of feel like I've got a lot of wear and tear and and the. For me, having that stroke at 40 has been a thing that I've had to manage in terms of fatigue and in terms of cognitive clarity and stuff over the years. And I've, I've really felt over the last year that there's some aspects of, of leading. I guess what I'm sharing today is that I, I want to, um, I'd really like to, to cease doing some things bef before other people wish me to cease doing some things. <laughs> um, and, and, um, and I think this is the moment to, uh, to do that. Um, I, I uh, you know, I mean, for me particularly, public speaking has been—it's always been an incredible stretch for me. L like I'm, 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 a, I'm an introverted person. I, the, the, my, the, the place of great difficulty is standing in front of people speaking. So it's, it's—I used to throw sickies when I was a child if it was if it was morning talk day. You know, so it's it's been a lifelong pattern. And uh, and yet, you know, I've I've been happy to serve the Lord in this way. But but in reality, it's probably the area that I find the most difficult. And I'm not saying that I'll never, never do public speaking again, um, but I, I think it's time for me to do much less of it, and um, and and to and to kind of give my strength in other areas around the church. Um, and and like I said, there's, there's been this lovely convergence because for me it, it's that it's that moment of kind of going, I've I've got to change. I'm I'm not you know there's, there's some things that aren't really working very well for me, and. Um, and so, you know, so my intention is to, is to fully resign by the end of September. Um, and there'll be a little process of, uh, you know, of, of 
make, making sure that everything is covered and, and serving in different ways. Um, and just, just to kind of let you know too that I, I'm going to be gone for a chunk of August because I managed, I managed to write my mother's car off as a 15-year-old. I rolled it over, over a bank and, um, and I've, I've had a hip injury ever since. And so for most of August, I'm going to be on crutches. So might, might not even be here. So it's kind of one of these moments where it's like, Let's, I'm going to get some panel beating done finally. <laughs> <laughs> so so things, things that are painful and wake me up constantly uh, will be changed. So, so I, I'm looking forward to a little season like that. But what's really important, so that, you know, in one sense that's the least, that's the least important thing. The, the more important thing to say is this, that I'm, I am really excited that we've got a group of next generation leaders who have been meeting and processing some of these things with us over the last months. And... Um, and it's it's been a it's been a group that we, that Vicky and I have been really really thrilled to, to meet with, you know we actually couldn't be more excited to be part of this group, of of really effective leaders and people that are already doing things around here, and and just for church, Aaron for for Vicky and I our intention is to be part of that group, um, so so we're not we're not disappearing we're not we're, this is not a stepping back or a stepping out, uh, you know our longing we 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 love this church beyond measure actually. Um, you are our friends, and you're people that we've done life with for you know for, for many of you for for most of our life, and um, so so we still want to be involved, and we're still you know as as long as we're making a decent contribution, we'd still love to be part of that group, but we think it's time, uh, it, it, you know, and it's been a it hasn't been a sudden decision, but it's been a it's been a growing decision probably over the last year or so, to kind of come to this place of going we need to we need to expand the leadership, and and if we could. If we could reach into something in the scriptures, which is this thing of, you know, churches being led by elders, and I and I know there's some there's some bad models of it out there, you know that that you kind of go, oh my gosh, is it going to be like that? Uh, no, it's going in your imagination, it's the good one, it's not the bad one. <laughs> okay, so let me let me quickly explain um, what this does and what this doesn't mean. What it doesn't mean is, is Vicky and I aren't leaving urban. It's, it's, it's retirement from my current role only. Uh, and and it's, I, I see it much more as a redeployment, not a resignation. It's, it's, I, I want to put my strength in other places. Um, we're not going to be pulling back. We're not going to be doing nothing. I, I, will, uh, I won't be a, a part-time employee of urban. Uh, I, I'll, I'll be a part-time employee until the end of September, and then I'll, and then I'll be a full-time participant with the, with the life of the church, just like everybody else. And, uh, and we'll continue to serve with all my heart and all my energy. Um, and the image that I have, and that's been confirmed, I guess, a number of times over the past probably 18 months, is this invitation to step from a fatherly role into a grandfatherly role, and um, and for me that that fits really really well. It's you know being being a grandparent has been a wonderful teacher for me. It, it's it's like it's it's a lot better than I thought it would be. It's a lot better than being a parent. You know, you just get all the good stuff, and the moment anything goes wrong, you just you just hand the kids back to their parents, or you text them and say, "Come and get them." Um, and um, anyway. But but I guess but what it does mean is this it, for me personally it's going to be a change of pace. Uh, like I say, we're not we're not stepping down or away or, or out. Or it, there's a beautiful group of leaders who are, who are stepping forward, uh, and that we can that we can be immersed with and lead together. It's a it's a really beautiful time, and, and I can't tell you how excited I am because because public speaking is not my gig. Um, <laughs> so I wish I could do it better. Um, but what we do have developing is an exceptional team of leaders that we've been doing life with, 
and we've been processing this with for some time, who are choosing to, to take another step forward uh, and, and, um, and, and come around Vicky and I as, as we change in our role. Um, it's a leadership community which is in the process of development, so we're not, we're not wanting to present to you a, a, you know, a, a fait accompli. Uh, it's, a, it's a community that's in the, that's in the process of, of becoming something. Um, so we're, we're not thinking about introducing and commissioning people today, but it's a fabulous group of leaders who we're processing this change of season with. Um, but it's important that you know who we, who we have been meeting with over the last, uh, you know, over the last time. So, so as well as Emma, who we've, been, who we've been processing life with the entire time we've been at Ruru Street, and, and, and before, I think, wasn't it, um, when we were still on Newton Road. And Emma, uh, Emma's going to come and tell her own story, but, but that group will be Emma. Um, uh, we've been meeting with Liz, uh, Liz over here, with Sarah here, um, with, uh, with Pete and Nikki over here. I'm scanning the room. Uh, Lisa in the back row, perfect place. Um, and um, uh, Matthew and Katie, who I think are, oh, yeah, they're, they're following our tradition and never sit together. Um, <laughs> uh, Johnny and Sarah and, and Vicky and myself. I have I, it's kind of a, a random way of doing it because we're sort of spread across the room. But this is, like I say, this is not a closed group. It's not like that's it. That's what it's going to be, uh, but it's a group that we're processing life with, and it's a group that have said that, uh, that have put hands on heart and said we'll take a step forward, and and you know let, let's let's see if we can let's see if we can move this church forward into the next season. We, uh, like I say, I feel really really excited about this. We, you know, we d we we have no sense that, that this is the time for us to call another pastor, you know, to um to to kind of put out a, a full-time role or something like that and we don't think it's we just don't think it's that you know and to kind of go could we do this could it be different could it could it be different than just one person carrying a load you know with with other people around them could it could it be possible that we could actually do it a little bit like it happened in the scriptures that would be that'd be kind of fun and it's i think it's i think it's a risk that's worth taking uh and you know and so you know the some of those, some of those people, and maybe some other people that that aren't in that group, may well need to be paid for their time, as as it's going to require time to cover various essential areas of, of uh, you know, of the things that we do as a church. But we just think this is the beginning of an absolutely exciting season for urban. You know, for for, for me, I, I guess you need to understand. For me, it's it's been, it's been probably a few things that have just come together and, and they've come together beautifully because there's, there's been there's been a long-term longing to see church differently there's there's been there's been this the second the second movement has been the sense of of wonderful people kind of putting their hands up and saying we think we'd love to do some more we, we, th we think we'd love to we'd love to provide leadership to this to this body of people and then there's just been that season of it's like i i i, I know for me i definitely have to change pace and um so it's so it's with i hope it's with your blessing that um you know that we'll proceed into this and um but and i think vicky's going to talk a lot more about the heart of it i've sort of given you the just the facts <laughs> plenty of facts enough facts i was just sitting there thinking um you've probably heard enough you know sometimes when you you know you're in a new building we're in a new building, and that's, you know, in itself, a lot of change. Um, packing down, carrying your stuff. I mean, all those things are just part of r letting go and thinking at this point, can I just 
be left alone for a moment just to process what I've just heard um, more than you know even hearing necessarily anything else today and you know we you know I thought it's probably important for me just um, to touch on a couple of things um, and I, I think primarily just on that note I think change is such an interesting thing how we handle change all of us is unique we are wired differently our experiences are different how we process things is different some of us are, are great right in the spot you know um, I'm a delayed shock person I look like I'm handling everything wonderfully and I go home and get this little wobble somewhere quietly and um, and it all just comes out but um, but so but I think you know right now we're probably sitting with a bunch of fe- feelings or or not <laughs> um, and I think it's just important to acknowledge maybe even for you to you today for me um that i'm just not tagging in with lloyd on you know his plans it sounds kind of very independent of me to say such a thing but um but you know me but um the thing is what what i mean is i've come to this process myself so it's been a different process i've i've handled change differently from lloyd he has been always saying to me since probably we were married, change is here to stay. I was like, oh my gosh, it's like being slapped every single time he'd say it. But but I've learnt to grow and move through change. You know, my family lived in the same place since about 1898 and, um, and so in, in Canterbury. So, you know, we didn't do a lot of changing around even geography. So change uh, has been here to stay for me a lot. And so I've learnt to embrace change. I've learnt to grow with it. And I think it's important for you guys to know that um, that he, you know, as Lloyd embraces it faster than me, um, we've never made, made major decisions as a couple unless we've been in agreement. So one of the most important things I think for us as a couple has been to, to talk things through and to make sure that we're on the same page. And when we haven't been on the same page, we've waited. Sometimes we've just canned plans because we just can't find that unity of purpose. And um, I think that's probably been one of the things that's been really helpful for us as a couple in, in ministry life and in, in, in marriage and relationship. But but um, you know, so so I've come to this. Um, you know, I, I, my my way of coming to it has been different, it's more slowly, but nevertheless. Um, but uh, but that's how I feel too. And you know, Lloyd mentioned how his health has has been a factor in this decision, and obviously there's been some other factors as well. Um, not just around his health, but 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 we've come to this together, and um, and I think it's important for you guys to know. Um, you know that, and we, you know, we have considered options like: is there another couple? Is there another couple to replicate this model? And the answer's been no. And we've, you know, we've we've just teased all this out with Emma. These are not quick decisions, um, and and so in a way, sometimes it's what's not working that keeps taking you towards what what Lord, what Lord. You know, the what not to dos can be wonderful around you know stopping us doing things we don't that we don't really want to do, even if we don't know what to do. So we've waited and we've sat and we've wrestled with that. But I have to say, you know, I do, I am, I'd feel that I this is the right decision I feel like it's the right decision for us it's the right decision for me and um yeah and um even coming in here today I I had such a deep peace it was amazing I had the deepest peace just resting on me and I said that to Hayden and I said to him not lying (laughs) I said I know he looked a bit shocked but so no I'm telling the truth and um it's um which I'm sure he thought I was but the truth it was just I do feel like you can't manufacture that you know I have a sense of a strong sense of peace um that this is the right thing so I just wanted to say that in terms of um you know we all have responses to change and for me I'm I'm in this too you know although it's hard for me to hear him say that quite frankly it's hard for me to hear him say he doesn't like teaching because I think he's really good but um that's just me um but yeah so I respect you know what's happening for him and I appreciate that you know and just want you to know that together we are 
we're in this. You know, we're in what, what we've we're in this closure, and we're in together into into what's coming. Is that okay, hon? <laughs> yeah. Um. And secondly, I just thought maybe. I just talk about, you know, how did we get here? Like, um, in terms of maybe just teasing it out for a tiny moment. In terms of a new model, I think post-COVID and even during COVID, I think I think Emma, Lloyd and I, um, we, we felt kind of almost um, a sense of the the isolation and, and the loneliness that has gone on for, for everybody. But even in terms of just the Zoom thing and the kind of like the weekly, you know how it is, you've got to sort of pull yourself up and do church on Zoom. And I think there was an extra layer of energy that was required even as a, as a team to get through that in, in terms of like pastoral care or just caring and just all the facets of that were quite complex and I think it had a wearying effect on us as well which was another thing that made us led us to this thing like you know we, we you know we want to do this with a we want to be in, in, in the company of those who see what we see and, and walk with us in these areas as well so those were those, so that that was what took us a little bit to some of those conversations we talked about ways forward um and um and we started to look at some resources, and um, Emma had a book around shared leadership, so we talked about that, and and just so we just kind of like that. I guess it's good for you to know that we had a process around this. It was just like we actually teased some things out, we talked some things through, we walked through some things, and um, we looked at this book around shared ministry, and then we asked one or two others to join us. Um, Johnny and Liz were part of that, um, and just we started these conversations with a wider group, which has led to the group that um, Lloyd just shared about um, that mentioned this morning. So that's kind of been a, a bit of the journey of how we've got to um, the, uh, this thing about a new model. And so this thing of understanding le shared leadership and what does it look like? Well, I mean, I would, I'd love to be able to tell you um, that I know everything and that we can, we've got all our I's dotted and our T's crossed. Well, we don't. If anything, this is just kind of a stepping into a sort of a sense of like this, the adventure of um, following, trusting um, with some clarity but not fully understanding because we have never done this before as a church and we've never done this before as a team. So it's so sharing these things today is really important because, but it's like it's like inviting all of us to kind of move forward with change and inviting all of us to move forward with, um, with um, a new way of being in terms of having a shared leadership community. But it's an invitation for all of us to be together in some in some part in this. Um, so I think it's going to be something that um, it's not going to be what we're not doing today is presenting a program. We're not presenting a system. Um, or painting a clear picture because I think that would be dishonest, you know. Um, but we are saying we're in this together, and we might take some wrong turns. I hate to say that, but, but that's okay. I remember Carol Wimber saying to me, "We took a few wrong turns." She said, "But we, you know, we we ran down a few blind alleys with the vineyard." Her husband John started the vineyard. She said, "But you know what? We repented, turned around, and came back." And I just love that about that. Let's look at it. Let's be honest. Let's be real. And I think as long as that, there's that kind of authenticity and realness and vulnerability, I think that's quite a beautiful thing. And um, so this some challenges in here but just so you know it's not like you know we there's a whole lot of people with all the answers this is a journey and we're in it together so that's a little bit about um some of my feelings around this this way forward with shared leadership um and you know and and I think it's going to entail growing as a as a community a leadership community it's going to entail ongoing conversations it's going to entail lots of prayer and sharing our story and life which is what we've already been doing it's going to entail vulnerability and servant-heartedness it's going to entail commitment to humility and to love and to serving others this, these these are kind of big challenges <laughs> but it's, it's beautiful and exciting and a wonderful um it's a wonderful thing to to think that you know God's got something for us, and there's a way together we can do it. Personally, I wrote my own wish list around what this group could look like, so I thought I'd just share it with you. It's just one wee paragraph, and I have shared it with the group already. Uh, in a sense, my longing is to be part of a shared leadership community 
What does that mean for me? It means being part of a group that is caring for one another, who want to grow and mature in faith and practice, who together seek to discern the voice of God, who are prepared to serve and love others and be prayerful, and who long for what God has for his church. And, and that's, that's kind of my heartbeat in terms of being part of a, 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 um, a, a leadership community and part of a church. That's my longing for, for all of us. So, and currently, practically speaking, we have a commitment together. We meet once a week uh, on a Sunday night. And to the best of our ability, we all come. You know, obviously, there's some, um, you know, there's some times where it's tricky, um, family and, and whatnot. Um, but um, but that, that's the, we see that as the essential part of, of what we're doing. And just what doesn't it mean? Um, I think, um, what doesn't it mean? On the one hand, it's really significant change, clearly. And on, but on the other, and Lloyd um, alluded to that too, there are lots of things that won't change at all. Um, we, you know, currently, as we have a collaborative, you know, clearly we have collaborative affinity groups, like that's my term for them, but, but we have groups that meet, um, that are functioning, um, that are already functioning in shared ministry roles. As Lloyd said, we have the teaching team, they meet, they set the themes, they pray about where are we going, what's the way forward with the teaching. We have um, a worship community that's growing, um, not only um, with people who are talented musically, but who want the presence of God, who want to lead us to that place of intimacy before him. That's what we're about. And we have other affinity groups of like-minded people who get together, people who are gathering to create resources and materials and pathways for children and young parents and families and um, people who serve in practical ministry areas, hospitality, compassion and care. These are things that exist in our church. These are things that we have. These are things that... that um, that um that we already you know these things are solidly here so not everything's different i guess is what i'm saying i think you know we are gently moving together to embrace a, a different leadership model and we're doing it gently and um i imagine there'll be lots of questions here in the room too and there needs to be well, obviously not today so much but amongst ourselves we can but there'll be space there needs to be space to tease all that out and have, and have conversations of that um but I just want to say, you know, I feel really grateful for the past. And I do. I love this church. I just, I just love it. To me, I never thought we'd plant again. And I, I affectionately have called this church the last chocolate in the box. Because, you know, it's the one that's left. You know, you never thought you'd get it. Oh, <laughs> there it is, people. And it's the sweetest of them all. And, um, and I say that hand on heart. Truly, it, it has been. Urban was a gift to us in terms of the ability and the opportunity to share again and lead amongst the people. So, you know, treasure, treasure, treasure every which way I look at it. So, yes, I'm very happy for the past um, and I felt privileged um, for the journey that, of the roles we've had and, um, and I felt privileged to serve here. Um, but I also feel happy <coughs> and very honoured to be part of a, and a member of a, a leadership community um, and, uh, you know, with a willing heart to serve and... Um, be alongside incredible people like you. You're resilient, you're faithful, and outside community of faith. And I'm very happy to be doing this in a different role, even though I'm crying. <laughs> so, you know, I've, I sit with one little thing and I don't know whether I should do it or not, but um, but I'm sitting, it's a bit maybe personal, it's a bit reflective, but I keep, I keep holding it because, you know, sometimes we have these moments with God and the question is always, is this for me? Is this for others? Is this to be shared? And, um, but, um, but the thing is, I just, I was sitting by the fire on Saturday morning and, here's my clicker, and, um, and, you know, um, just the first one, I was sitting, I was sitting by the fire on Saturday morning and, um, you know, I checked the fire from the night before and, you know, the embers were still warm, you know, outside the mist was so 
thick I couldn't see past the fence of the paddock and um and I just thought oh I'll check the fire and there it was it was just still it was still going and it was beautiful just these rich lovely embers they were warm and they were just glowing from the night before and so I just added a few yeah and it was just I added a few just a few light twigs you know enough enough just to catch the glow um of the embers and it glowed red and I did what we all do when, when we light fires. You know, I blew with my breath. I just blew onto those embers just gently, you know, with my breath. You know how you sort of draw them up and they turn hot red and then they go orange and red. And, and then away they come and the flame just bursts out but with that, you know, added support. <laughs> so I blew on the embers and after a bit, you know, those flames appeared. They flickered gently into a greater visibility of life. It was alive, but there was a greater visibility. And then I added just a few more sticks, being careful not to stifle the flame. You know, I love fires, those who know me well. Like Louis said, my two favourite places, you know, fire and dirt. Like, I love the garden. <laughs> um, I didn't tell him what I was going to say, but I came and I said, and he said, you smell like smoke. And I'm like, yeah, because <laughs> I'd had my head in fire. Um, but yeah, so I think I'm, this is a restrained pyromaniac in me for sure. But, you know, so, you know, that second one too, Lloyd. Um, as I started, you know, tentatively add a bit more wood, the flames caught the timber and it started to gently blaze. You know, and I love that stage of a fire when they blaze and then that... Um, Especially if you just used your last match. <laughs> That's always encouraging because there's no going back. So, and then, you know, and then once again it was away and it was time to add some structure. And that's what I started to think. I started to think about the church that last one you know it's I started to add just those pieces of wood those extra parts which was like you know you build something becomes built up it's added so those flames can roar and just take off and and, and just go to that place that they that, that, that they do and um and so I just enjoyed watching it and the warmth started to radiate out into the into the room which is what it's like for the church you know we're, and we are you know we've been those people we've you know we've we've we were you know for a time a smaller have been a smaller church we've been hunkered down in ruru and we've been a living functioning body <clears throat> but there's something about moving and the visibility of this place and also the ability to stretch out and have more room and grow some of our areas and our children's ministries, all these things. The richness of development and growth, I think, is like the, you know, the visibility of that light and that flame, that, that presence and power of God among us. So here we are with us in this place. And I just wanted to kind of leave you with two or three scriptures. It's not so much for a ministry time. We may come back to them another day. But I just thought these are the things that I'm sitting with today in terms of what, what my reflections around that. And I was just, I was just thinking once again, you know, um, how we, you know, we've, we've, we, our church, that small fire, not large, but that supportive, restorative community that it's been, that empowered healing place, even if it was a small fire, all the marks of the kingdom work. Um, that we've blessed, we've prayed out, we've released so many people to go from from our church to be part of many ministries, many different places, both here and in the nations, and that we are ascending church. So, you know, um, so that little fire has just kept on going, even when it's been hard at times to say goodbye to people, even when it's been hard to send them to the nations or to other cities or to people who felt other places were their home. You know, urban isn't for everyone, but for us it's been our home. It's where we flourish. So how, here we are with this bigger fire, and it's like the Lord's breathing on us. And I'm reminded of John 20, 22. You know, Jesus breathed on them, and let me close with this. Jesus breathed on them, and they received the Holy Spirit, and they were empowered by God's love, you know. So it's like he, he breathes on the fire that's here. He, he's breathing on us. He's the, vo he's the one that does that to us. And 2 Timothy 1, 6 encourages us. It says, fan into flame the gifts, that we would use the gifts and function as a body. And once again, that fanning into flame, that, that kind of taking our places as a people and allowing the gifts that we all carry to be stirred up and, 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 and give glory to God and, and, and be seen 
um, as, as a light to the world. And Zechariah 4, 6, this is the third and last scripture, it's not by might nor by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And that reminds us, this is a work of God. This is a work of God. This is not a program. Or, this is like, you know, we, we want to be discerning. And so, you know, today I just want to close with that. I think that the Lord wants to breathe on us as Emma comes. Do you want to come up? Um, I, I think he wants to breathe on us by his spirit as we move forward together, um, all of us, and be reunited, reignited, and warmed by his presence and by his word and by his power. Yeah, and I just, you know, th there's so much joy here and there's more to come. And there's real joy here. I love this girl. <laughs> and um, um, love, love, love doing life with her. And she's just going to... Um, She's just gonna, she's gonna take it over, take take it from take here. It over. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> and that wasn't prophetic, maybe. Who knows? But she's gonna, you know, she's gonna take it from here. And um, and you know, I just um, I just love what God's done, you know, with us, you know, together, and what we've seen already, mm -hmm. and the beauty that's taking place. Yeah, bless you, Emma. Bless you. <laughs> Thank you both. Gosh, we just love you guys. <laughs> but, um. Yeah, and it, uh, you know, this isn't a time to be saying kind of farewells, as Lloyd and Vicky have both shared, you know, not going anywhere. And there'll be a time to, for us as a church to really acknowledge their incredible contribution and, um, you know, the, the mother and fatherly role that they've had in, in this way, um, probably towards September. And so that's not the time for this. But um, I just wanted to add very quickly just how personally excited I am about this next chapter and season, um, maybe in the... 10 or 11 years I've been at Urban I just loved it from the beginning I don't know it always just felt like home and and family and so for me as I've kept following Jesus and and that realizing that that works best when you follow him with other people um it feels good to actually think that why should it be any different when you're leading in the church that you then do that by yourself or with your partner or something you know that that feels right that that's also done in community with other people and so I'm excited about following Jesus and seeing what where he takes us and what he does because I've been so encouraged about how he has done that for us in the time that I've been involved and you know I've been one of those people that have been um from Lloyd and Vicky who have sort of said well you're, you're already doing this stuff very reluctantly um, involved in any kind of leadership but I just love um, God and I love all of you guys I love our church and apparently it's kind of the same thing so um, <laughs> that's been um, been a process to kind of understand and and we get to do that all of us get to do that in different ways so but also I just wanted to say uh, there's not many people um, that would be like Lloyd and Vicky that I'd be actually excited to keep doing that have them still as part of the group you know it's because of who you guys are and how you do things that actually it's it feels really exciting to actually still be doing that together some people who have been leading would be actually probably asking them to leave for leave the church for at least you know a good six months or something so um that's testament to to you guys and and who you are actually so um it feels like a privilege to be able to still to lead with you guys in a, in a new way so thank you. Um, to finish, we're going to have three people come in and just uh, lead us in a quick prayer before we have lunch. So Murray and Pete and Sarah, um, if you, why don't you come on up? We'll start with Murray and then Pete and then Sarah. And oh yeah, let's, we're going to share a celebration lunch together. Um, but before we do, thank you so much for leading us in prayer. Uh, I'm going to have a few words just before I pray. 
you can stand, it's quite nice. Um, <laughs> As part of the trust board, um, sometimes when you hear something,